All right, what's up? Thank you for joining me as always for another episode of the podcast. Today's podcast episode is going to be on how to structure your diet for weight loss. And this is going to be a little bit different than most of my podcast episodes because what I'm actually going to play for you is the audio from a video presentation that I recently did on my YouTube channel. And if you want to watch the video presentation, I have put a link to my YouTube channel in the show notes for this podcast episode, but I did a whiteboard talk on basically all of the ins and outs in terms of setting up a plan and then executing that plan to lose weight for that can be applied to any individual person. And I think this can really benefit you if weight loss is something that you want to achieve. I mean, we talk about the foundations of putting together a plan. Uh, We then transition into specifically foundational principles of nutrition that you need to be focused on if you want to lose weight. So specifically picking individual foods and meal plan strategies that are going to work really well for you and create a diet plan that is sustainable so that you can lose weight and maintain your progress long term. And then we dive into the nuts and bolts of how to track your nutrition, what type of strategies you can employ there to uh, set up a calorie deficit for yourself that again is sustainable. It makes the plan as enjoyable as it possibly can be. Um, and set you up for long-term success. So I'm going to go ahead and play the audio from that video presentation. I really think you're going to enjoy this episode of the podcast, but I wanted to give you a basic rundown here. Um, If you're wondering why at certain points I maybe make some visual cues, because I will talk a couple times about what I have written on my whiteboard, but that shouldn't take away from anything that you're about to hear because I really dive in deep on all of these topics and it's going to be really beneficial and really helpful for you. So without any further ado, let's dive into my whiteboard presentation on how to structure your diet for weight loss. All right. In today's video, I am going to be walking you through how to structure your diet for weight loss. And we're going to be whipping out the whiteboard. So this is going to be a first of a series of videos where I'm taking the trusty whiteboard here and mapping out different concepts for you so that if losing weight or getting stronger or building muscle or any of the topics that we're going to dive into, if any of those are part of the goals that you have, well, we're going to set up a plan for you to do just that. So I'm excited. And today's, like I said, today's topic is going to be how to structure your diet for weight loss. And here are the main concepts that we are going to dive into. So first off, we're going to talk about why this matters, right? So why do we have to put together a really detailed outline plan about what your diet looks like in order to lose weight? We're going to talk about why that matters. After that, we're going to dive into some foundational nutrition principles, as you can see. And the point of that is to outline how you should probably try to structure your diet, the things that you should eat Uh, and what that should look like on a daily basis to get the most out of your diet and to get the highest possible quality of nutrition to support the goals that you have. And then finally, we're going to get into some of the details here as to how you can actually track your nutrition 
and manipulate things over time to continue pursuing the goal that you have. And in this case, it would be weight loss, right? So how to keep weight loss going so that you can get to whatever that end goal is. We'll talk about how specifically to track your nutrition, different strategies that you can use, and how to make adjustments along the way. So let's dive in. All right, so why it matters. Well, let's talk about the heavy hitter right off the top here. Uh, it's going to make your journey easier and simpler too, because if you're setting a plan up for yourself ahead of time, before you even start the diet, and you do some of these things that we're about to talk about, where we get into setting calorie goals and setting protein goals and tracking your nutrition on a daily basis, you're going to be able to very clearly and easily evaluate the trend that you see with your body weight and know when it's necessary to make changes. Uh, it's gonna leave a lot of the guesswork out of it. A lot of people go into diets and they just say, I'm gonna diet, so I'm gonna cut out a bunch of foods, I'm gonna go to the gym every day and you know do cardio for an hour on the treadmill or whatever, um, and expect that just those two things will come together to make the progress that they're looking for. And yeah, you can make progress that way, but it's not necessarily progress that's going to be sustainable because you don't wanna live every single day of your life eliminating foods and spending hours in the gym. That's not the right way to do things. So what I want you to learn how to do here is do this sustainably and get yourself in a calorie deficit, understand what that means, understand how to do that with the foods that you enjoy and then manipulate your progress over time. And by going through this process that we're about to outline, it's going to make that simpler for you. Now I mentioned being in a calorie deficit. When you outline a plan and the plan is to get you in a calorie deficit, that means you're going to get into a place where you are losing weight. What a calorie deficit is, is essentially it means you are burning more energy on a daily basis than you are taking in. So that means you're consuming fewer calories than your body is burning every day. And any diet plan that you've been on in the past or you know other people have had success with, if they have lost weight, it means that that diet plan got them into a calorie deficit. So when we map out all of these details and these processes that we're about to go through, as you see your weight go down over time, you're going to know that you were in a calorie deficit. And so then in the future, it's gonna make it that much easier for you to understand how to manipulate your diet and your nutrition to hit the goals that you have. So um, that's a big piece of, of why this is so important. And third, this is a really common roadblock that a lot of people run into is that if you go back to that situation that I described a couple minutes ago where you cut out a bunch of foods, you go to the gym every day and you lose weight. By doing that, you think you know what you're burning in the gym every day. You think you have an idea of how many calories you're taking in every day, but you don't actually know. And what most people run into that leads them to fail with diets is that they don't really understand how many calories they're truly eating every day. And when you don't understand that, it makes weight loss that much harder. And really, most people vastly uh, underestimate the amount of calories that they eat on a daily basis. This process is going to help you understand exactly what your nutrition looks like. Again, so that this is a learning experience and you can that much better manipulate your diet and your nutrition for years on end 
to hit the goals that you have. So I think that's a good place to start. And now we can dive into some of the meat of this and we can get into the foundational nutritional principles that I want you to focus on as you're structuring your diet for weight loss. Okay, nutritional principles. So as you can see, the first thing that I want you to focus on is the concept for structuring a diet for weight loss should be centered around you eating as many calories and as much food as you possibly can while still losing weight. This is not going to be a crash diet or rapid fat loss approach here because we've already talked about it a little bit up to this point. I do not want you and you do not want you losing weight in a way that's unsustainable so that in six months or a year from now, you're back to where you started at the beginning of your dieting process and you have to lose that weight all over again because you regained it because you dieted in an unsustainable way. This is not a race. This is a marathon, right? It does not matter how long it takes you to lose the weight that you want to lose as long as you can get to a healthy body weight. That's all that matters. It does not matter when that happens. That's something that I think is uh, a common concept that's hard for people to grasp and accept because we always want to so quickly, you know, lose weight for going to the beach or going on a vacation or some event that's coming up. Um, and that leads you into a process that's unsustainable, right? So this is not a race. There is no time limit. You should diet on as much food and as many calories as you possibly can to make this process as enjoyable as it possibly can be. Now, when I say that, that's not to say that this process is easy or that the entire process is going to be enjoyable for you because there are going to be moments that are difficult, that are hard, and there are going to be moments where you feel hungry and you feel like you want more food than your dieting goals are allowing you to have. That's normal, okay? There's going to be some uncomfortability to the process. That is normal. But in general, we want you dieting on as many calories as you possibly can. And now a great way to do that is by structuring a diet that is made up of mostly whole and nutritious foods. And as you can see, I marked down here 80-20 approach. The 80-20 approach is where you look at your diet and you look at the calories that you have set up for yourself, allotted for yourself on a given day. And you say, okay, 80% of those calories are going to be mostly whole, nutritious foods. So we're talking about quality uh, carb sources, uh, lean meats and proteins, uh, things like that that are going to really fill you up and um, provide your body with quality nutrition. Uh, an easy way to look at what a whole nutritious food is, is how many ingredients are in the food. If it's a one ingredient or two ingredient food, it is probably a lot more whole and nutritious than something that has a laundry list of ingredients on the nutrition facts label. So something like a chicken breast, that's the ingredient. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one ingredient. Um, so we want a diet that has at least 80% whole nutritious foods, and then you can say on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, 20% of the calories I can have fun with. 
again, we want this diet to be sustainable. So there's nothing wrong with you having a little bit of ice cream here, a candy bar there, uh, a snack, you know, scattered throughout the day or throughout the week. Those are going to help the dieting process be more sustainable for you long-term. I'm gonna say the word sustainable about 100 more times throughout this video. I hope you're catching my drift as uh, we have dove into this topic. This should be a sustainable process. So something like the 80-20 rule is something that can uh, help you kind of wrap your mind around what a sustainable diet might look like if you are breaking things out across the day. 80% of them whole nutritious foods, 20% of them are whatever you want them to be. And at the end of the day, that 100% fits within the amount of calories that you're supposed to eat on that given day. Now, another reason we want mostly whole nutritious foods is because those tend to give you the highest amount of food volume. And food volume means a low amount of calories for a large physical amount of food. So if you put food on the plate, something with high food volume is gonna take up the majority of the plate, whereas something with low food volume could be the same amount of calories, but takes up a very small portion of that plate. So things like rice and chicken, lean meats and protein, stuff like that is going to be very, give you a very high food volume for a low amount of calories. Those will help keep you full longer on lower calories. So that's another reason why we want whole nutritious foods in addition to the fact that they're just really good for you. They're gonna provide your body with the quality nutrition that it needs. And when you have a higher quality of nutrition, your body is going to respond better to the dieting process. If you're taking all of those daily calories and you're filling your body with crap, with highly processed foods, day after day after day, chances of that working out well for you and resulting in the weight loss that you're looking for, it's not very good. Now, one more thing I wanna to touch on is with that 80-20 approach, you have 20% of the calories are whatever you want them to be. One thing to keep in mind is we all have foods that are considered triggers. And I have down at the bottom here to not eliminate foods needlessly. And I put the word needlessly there on purpose because I do believe there are some instances where foods should be eliminated because if you include those in your diet, they may be a trigger to binging or eating more of the non-nutritious foods and getting you out of the framework of what you want your diet to look like on a daily basis. So that is something to consider. Uh, I said ice cream earlier. If ice cream is a trigger for you, if you can't have a small portion of ice cream, so if you would have a small portion of ice cream and it would lead you to eat the entire pint, then maybe for now, that's not a food that you need to be eating. You, you know what I mean? something to, to think about. I do believe you should have as many foods as uh, you can that you love to make the process sustainable. But if there are triggers for you, identify that before the diet starts and just say, okay, for the next three months, this is not going to be part of my life. That doesn't mean it's never coming back. But for right now, for me to achieve the goals that I have, I, I just need to not buy that at the grocery store, eliminate it for now, and then when I can bring it back into, you know, the, the, the daily routine, I will. Outside of that, I do not think you should eliminate foods just because you think you need to. There are a lot of diet plans that help people lose weight rapidly. 
some of them that are popular right now are like the keto diet or the carnivore diet where you're eliminating most if not all of your carbohydrates every day i don't think those diets for the most part for most people are good because the typical process is you eliminate whatever those foods are you lose the weight that you wanted to lose and when you reintroduce those foods that you eliminated you can't control yourself because you haven't had them for so long that you eat and eat and eat and then you gain back half if not more of the weight that you lost just because you were needlessly abstaining from those foods for three months or six months or however long you dieted for. That's why those diets are called elimination diets and I, I'm not a big fan of that. I, I, it, for, like I said, in most cases, for most people, it does not work well because there's not an exit strategy. The diet is you only eat these specific foods, but what happens at the end of that diet? How do you know how to responsibly transition your way out of that to include those foods back into your diet that you enjoy? It's, it's, a t it's tough. It, it honestly is tough. There's a small percentage of people where it really works for them, uh, but there's a much larger percentage of people that it does not work. So outside of those trigger foods, do not think that you need to eliminate all carbs or eliminate certain food sources just because. Because you can lose weight eating any food that you want to eat with the caveat that what we talked about with whole nutritious foods, you're gonna set yourself up way better than if you're eating Big Macs every day. And the last thing I wanna talk about is emphasizing protein. We want to emphasize protein uh, for a number of reasons. There's tons of evidence that shows protein is going to be very satiating for you when you're dieting. And what that means is it's going to make you feel full. And that goes back to what we've been talking about all along with sustainability. We want this diet to be sustainable and we want you to feel as full as you possibly can throughout the entire diet. Protein is going to help you do that. Assuming that you're exercising while you're trying to lose weight as well, protein is going to help you recover and adapt and grow while you're training. It's going to support the recovery of your training, which is very, very important because when you're dieting and when you're in a calorie deficit, your energy gets lower and lower and lower. Your body's ability to handle that training stimulus gets lower and lower and lower. But the more protein we have on a daily basis, the better you're able to recover. And that's going to help the longevity of your training throughout the dieting process. There are a number of recommendations you can use for eating protein in terms of how many grams you should have a day. Um, what I like to recommend to a lot of my clients when we get started is start with 100 grams of protein because chances are you're not eating that many grams of protein. Most people don't eat 100 grams of protein a day. So we start with that. And then work your way up to eating as many grams per day as your goal body weight is. So if you're 200 pounds and you wanna diet down to 160 pounds, eventually work your way up to eating 160 grams of protein per day. So just take whatever your goal body weight is and think that's where I wanna get. I wanna eat that many grams of protein per day. It's an easy way to structure protein for you. Now there is also the possibility, depending on um, your training age, and by that I mean how long you've been training, 
um, and your, your body composition uh, that you might be able to build some muscle throughout the dieting process. Uh, if you're very overweight or obese or if you're a beginner to training, um, it's actually not that hard for you to build muscle while you are losing weight. Those are some, some uh, circumstances where you can do it. So in that case, even more so, eat your protein because it's gonna help you build muscle and we know that the more lean mass you build on your body over time, I mean, there's just tons of positive health benefits associated with higher amounts of muscle mass. So there's enough good reasons for you to want to emphasize protein while you're dieting. I hope I outlined those well for you. And now we can dive into the specifics of tracking, making adjustments and finding your way through the weight loss journey. Okay, so let's talk about setting up your nutrition goals and then actually beginning the process of dieting and trying to lose weight. The number one thing that I recommend to all my clients when we get started with losing weight is to download a free app like MyFitnessPal that allows you to track your nutrition every day. There's a lot of apps out there now that, um, and MyFitnessPal is the one I recommend because it's the one I use the most myself and with clients. Um, these apps have databases of foods where you can search the food that you're eating or you can scan different barcodes of foods and it will uh, show you that food with its nutrition information and you basically add them to your nutrition diary every single day. And what this allows you to do is keep a running total and tab on how many calories you're eating every day and it also tells you how many protein, fat, and carb grams that you're taking in each day. So I recommend that you download one of those apps and then from there, spend a couple weeks just tracking your regular nutrition. Don't change anything about what you're currently doing with your diet. Um, that's gonna help you understand right now and on average what whatever got you to the point that you're at right now how many calories you were eating uh, so if you gained a bunch of weight and now you want to lose it the best thing you can do is continue eating just like you have been for those one to two weeks and see on average how many calories you're eating each day from there you can easily then figure out if i subtract 100 or 200 or 300 calories to start, that's going to be that many fewer calories every day on average. And then you can track your weight and see if your body responds over time by losing weight. It's also a great process for you to just learn about your diet and learn about nutrition and really get a global view of what your habits look like on paper, or in this case, in a smartphone app. But it puts the numbers in front of you and it can often be pretty eye-opening. A part of the eye-opening process is weighing and measuring your food, okay? This is where we get into the territory, like I mentioned before, of people just wildly underestimate the amount of calories that they take in every day. And when you start to weigh your food on a food scale or you start to measure things out with measuring cups, depending on what the food is and what the serving size says, uh, how you should measure it, um, it really teaches you what serving sizes actually are and how that translates to what you're eating every day. Great examples of this could be like, you know, you, you think you're eating healthy and you have a salad. Uh, but you load it up with cheese and dressing that actually adds like 300 calories to the salad, 
you don't know that until you actually weigh out that cheese and you weigh out that dressing and then you know that's kind of a, a mind-blowing moment so these apps help you learn about your own diet and then from there you can fine-tune things by weighing and measuring and being more dialed in to really get an accurate idea of how many calories you're taking in and then like i said from there it makes the process pretty easy for you and you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to subtract a thousand calories from whatever that average was. You can just start to slowly reduce calories and see how your body responds. Now, in terms of the approach to actually beginning the dieting process, there are really two approaches that I recommend, suggest, or use with my clients. The first one is a daily calorie deficit. And this is one that is just the most straightforward, concrete, and easy to apply because we're setting you up with a specific amount of calories and that's how many calories you eat every day. So we're gonna say, these are hypothetical numbers, but say like, okay, you're gonna diet on 2,100 calories and we want you to have 100 grams of protein and we're gonna try and hit that every single day. That's a daily calorie deficit. There's also the approach that's called calorie cycling. And what calorie cycling is, is you view things a little more globally. So you look at your diet across the entire week and say it's 2,000 calorie, 2,000 calories maybe would be your daily calorie deficit. But if you take that across seven days of the week, it's 14,000. And you get to play around with those 14,000 calories to say, well, you know, I actually would like to have a little more flexibility on the weekend. So maybe I can eat like 2,500 calories on Saturday and Sunday, and then reduce a thousand calories from Monday through Friday so that you're in a weekly calorie deficit and you're adjusting those calories across the week to still have you overall in a deficit, um, but it provides a little more flexibility. So those are two approaches that I would recommend. Once you start tracking your nutrition, once you understand on average how many calories that you're actually taking in, because you were honest in the process of tracking your nutrition and you weighed and measured out your food for a while, you didn't do it for a day, you did it for one to two weeks to really get a good idea and just, you subtract some calories, you figure out what your initial uh, calorie goal is going to be, and you track your progress over time. These are two approaches that can work for you if you'd like the simplicity of just eating the same amount of food every day, calorie deficit every day is perfect. If not, calorie cycling might be something that really works out for you to provide you with a little more flexibility. All right, we're hitting the home stretch here. So how to adjust, you, right? We just went through it. You figured out how many calories you want to eat to start your dieting process. But we need to track and adjust over time to make weight loss happen. And the first thing that comes into play here with tracking and adjusting is daily weigh-ins, okay? How this process should work is first and foremost, you need to standardize what your weigh-ins look like. You can't be stepping on the scale at any time of day, every day, whenever you want, because if you do that, these weigh-ins are not going to be standardized across each other. So if you weigh yourself in the morning one day, and then the next day you weigh yourself after lunch, well, when you weigh yourself after lunch, you've had breakfast, you've had probably coffee and water and then lunch. So you have all this physical food weight in your body. And like, yeah, obviously that weigh in after lunch, you're going to be five pounds heavier than you were when you weighed yourself in the morning the other day. 
standardize the weigh-ins and the best way to do that really the only way to do that is to weigh yourself every morning so you wake up in the morning you go and use the bathroom and you step on the scale and only your underwear that's the only way to standardize this stuff so that we have as consistent and applicable weigh-ins as we possibly can throughout the entire process. So make that a part of your routine. You're gonna track your weigh-ins every single day. And we're gonna evaluate those weigh-ins over the course of several weeks. So you weigh in every day in the morning. At the end of the week, you add all of those weigh-ins up. You divide them by seven, and that's your average weigh-in for that week. Then you take that average weigh-in for that week and you compare it to the next week. And then you compare it to the next week, and the next week, and the next week, and the next week. And that's how you see where your weight is trending over time. So as you can see with this process, if you haven't lost weight for three days, it doesn't matter. You keep going because your weight is going to fluctuate up and down and left and right. And a lot of the times it won't make any sense because you'll be being consistent, right? You'll be doing all these things that we outline. You have to just give your body time to adapt to the process that you're going through, which speaks well to the second point, right? Don't overreact. You need to give your body time. Um, plateaus, as, as I marked down here, plateaus can last for up to two to three weeks where you're actually in a calorie deficit and you're not losing weight or you're barely losing weight or maybe your weight goes up a little bit. The body is very unpredictable and we can't make weight loss be a linear straight line all the way down the entire time. There's going to be ebbs and flows and certainly plateaus. So give yourself time, evaluate things, don't overreact. And if a plateau happens for a couple weeks, understand that that is completely normal. Now, if you see your weight continue to plateau longer than two to three weeks, it may be time to make adjustments to your nutrition. Um, I do not recommend you trying to make adjustments by doing more physical activity because that rarely, if ever, works for a number of reasons. Number one, you don't burn that many calories doing exercise. A lot of people wear Apple Watches and Fitbits or whatever that tell you like, Yo, you went for a 20 minute walk and you burned 300 calories. I hate to break it to you, but that's not true. <laughs> These activity trackers are known to be wildly inconsistent and wildly incorrect up to the point of like 30% or more error in how many calories it's saying you're burning in a workout and across a given day. So throw that out the window. Don't even track that throughout your process, okay? So that's not an approach we're going to take. We're not going to add more cardio to try and burn more calories. That, that's not going to be part of it. We're going to manipulate nutrition. And when you do that, you can do it in slow incremental changes. You do not need to every two weeks drop your calories by 300 so that you keep losing weight. If you drop and drop and drop very aggressively, then you're going to get to a point where you're eating so few calories that you, you it feels unsustainable for you. You have low energy. You feel terrible every day. And also, then you have nowhere to go. And you probably didn't need to do that in the first place. You can drop your calories very slowly and incrementally over time. And like I said, don't if you didn't lose weight over the course of a week, don't then drop your calories. Give your body time. Give your body at least probably three weeks to see if there's a change. And if not, then you can think about, do I feel like I need to make a change? And 
you know, that's really um, the, the, the making changes and adjustments is really the part where a coach, having a coach can come in handy and, and kind of take the guesswork out of it for you. Because and with my clients, I say like, you're going to eat this many calories and I'm going to tell you if and when you need to make changes. And a lot of times I'll get comments about like, hey, can we speed this up? Can we do this? Can we add another lifting session? Can we add some more cardio? Or can like, can can you take some calories away? Because, you know, I, I think I'm hitting a plateau. And so I, as the coach, am able to say like, you know what? I understand. I understand you want to get there. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Let's keep things going. And more often than not, we end up seeing by giving the body time, you see that weight come off and you see things kind of normalize back to the progress that you think you should be having. So um, that's where a coach can really come in handy. And if you're at all interested in um, coaching and, and, and online personal training and, and what that whole process is like, I would be happy to um, answer any questions that you have. So, you know, please feel free to reach out to me. I am also excited because on April 5th, uh, coming up here uh, in a few weeks, I am going to be expanding the business and I'm going to be able to take on a handful of new clients. So if that's something you're interested in, please uh, feel free to reach out. We can talk about, again, what that looks like and, and how the whole process comes together. But overall, I hope that you found this video uh, helpful. And like I said, there's going to be a few more of these here uh, moving forward just to dive into um, helping you understand how to set up some of these plans to experience the progress uh, or reach the goals that you have. And this one was for structuring your nutrition for weight loss. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to ask and I'll talk to you again soon. See ya.